You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Scott Casper in studio. Some great guys joining me as always. Tony Wink. Tony. Uh, you didn't think this show would be on 14 years later. Once we, we started the program, it's had several different um, uh, generations of the program as it's evolved. But you know what? It's been a lot of fun. 15 years. Is it 15 now? We're going to go on. We started in the summer of 03. Okay. So. Yeah. I'm not good with math. Yeah. So. I'm the, I, I, was all, I was getting ready to get my calculator out, but I'm sure the folks at home can. Okay, yeah, 15. That yeah, very good. That's 15. All right. <clears throat> uh, I want to thank our first-hour guests, including uh, uh, Andy Debrino, Justin Brayton, and Alan Brown. Do up this hour, uh, Matt Gersten, Nick McFadden, and John Leo from V Rubber. Tony, you want to do the honors? Yeah. Um, the honors would be for Nick Mc, Nick McFadden. He is uh, um, a very fast road racer. We've had him on before. He took third last year in the Superstock 600 Championship with two wins and 10 total podiums. This year, uh, he finished fifth overall in the Moto America Super Sport class, and um, he uh, is uh, joining us now, Nick McFadden. Uh, sorry, you caught me off guard here. I was. Uh, oh, and he just signed. I've, what am I thinking? He just signed with Ridiculous. So congrats on that, I guess. Yeah, we got nothing to talk about. Yeah, sorry. here we go. Good night. All right. <laughs> I was texting Alan, our last guest, when you said when you threw it to me. Well, let's let's start from the top. Um, first of all, how the deal? Uh, how did it present itself to you? Uh, how did it come about? In other words, and um, up to this point, were you without a ride for 2019? Uh, well, actually, I was in talks with uh, M4 Suzuki again for next season, and but we didn't have anything put together in writing, and uh, I was. Uh, Actually, Kelly Reese, the team manager of Ridiculous, moved to Owensboro or just outside Owensboro at the end of the season. So I've been out there riding at his house. He built a turn track for us to train on. So, I mean, I was talking back and forth with him. But then uh, their first option was to go to with J.D. Beach, which uh, he ended up signing. And then I was sitting at a Cracker Barrel one Sunday morning with my buddies, and I got a call from Kelly. And I was like, it's kind of weird. So, uh called him back as soon as i left and he was like hey are you interested in riding for the team and i said yeah i would be and uh he said well we're gonna have an opening for a 600 for next year and at that point no one knew about jd and i didn't know about him either and then the news came out that he was uh, leaving the team and uh they presented me with the a good program for next year and um, glad to be a part of the team for 2019 Nick, that's that's huge. Uh, Ridiculous is just they're on the gas. They uh, continue to you know every year the bikes are better, their finishes are better, and clearly uh, they mean business. They are they're hiring guys like you and JD. They wanna they wanna go out and win. Uh, so congrats on joining what looks to be a powerhouse of a team. Uh, what do you what do you got cooking in the off season? February so I'll be around here 
I actually just bought one of the old Volley Mini GP bikes, and uh, there's a cart track here in Owensboro that's going to let us ride those, so I'm ready to get that thing in and start doing some training on that. That's awesome. How yep. big's the cart track? Uh, it's not too big. I'd say it's like a 30-second lap time or something. But it's indoors? It'll, it'll make do. No, it's outdoors. Oh, okay. It's going to be a little cold for the first couple months here, but uh, the summertime, it'll be good for us. I was just sitting there thinking, man, you could just, hey, just leave the lights on. We'll lock up. You know what I mean? Just uh, Yeah, I'd say that's a bad idea. When yeah, that's a real bad idea when racers are involved. <laughs> lock up. It's pretty much like letting them have uh, any kind I of mean, banquet at a hotel just, also. Yeah. Every hotel regrets every motorcycle banquet they've ever allowed. Uh, military as well. I, I've, I know that for a fact. Um, so... This all came about, and with everything that happened with with JD and how it was kind of a, a secret. Uh, I mean, how did that put put you? Did they, did you think that the, the deal was going to come about like that? Did it really throw you off? Were you? Yeah, it, it actually really threw me off because I know, like, I train with JD every day here, and I was growing stuff, and then like over the past year and stuff, just hearing him talk about the super bike ride, how bad he wanted it stuff and then uh there for a month or two after the season he didn't really have anything and uh, so he was gonna have to ride 600 again and i know that he really wanted to get on thousand but uh they took their time and weighed their options and they still didn't have a superbike seat open by the time he needed to sign for next season and so he took the ridiculous deal and uh to get that call completely caught me off guard because i wasn't expecting him to to move to the thousand at all that's it. It's going to be a dream team. Can't wait to see what comes for uh, you and the entire team this year, Nick. You have been. I mean, you're not. You're still what we would call a young man. Uh, how how old are you now, Nick? Yeah, I just turned 21 at the end of the summer. Wow. Yeah. So I've I've been seeing your name uh, from back in my own Wera racing days when I very unceremoniously was an amateur racer. You were on your way up. I saw your name on the on race grids and uh you were just killing it from uh from a, a crazy young age so seeing you uh come to where you are now but both you jake lewis heck for that matter Raspoli, there's a lot of guys who we've been watching you guys since uh, you were relatively young kids and it just seems like you've made huge huge strides uh what's next for you i mean this we're not looking past 2019 this is a big deal uh what what are your aspirations uh, in the future of your racing? Because you are still at a really good age for it. Yeah, you know, I guess right now we you you guys see as I do that uh, European guys want to come over here. So I mean, even though the series isn't isn't what it was back in the early two thousands, it's still a a good series to be in right now. And my goal is just to win races and eventually get a championship. I started off in. 2013 and AMA and had some good finishes and then the second a year and the third year for me were a big struggle and then I got, finally got things turned around uh like you said last year I got two wins and podium 10 out of the 14 races I think so last year was a really good year for me and then uh in 2018 I I had a good year again as well as my first year in super sport so I, I got to chase JD uh, Hayden and my teammate Valentine around for 
for the whole season, and I think that helped me out quite a bit. And uh, I think this R6 is what I'm going to need to to get to the next level and be up in the front every weekend. And that leads me right into my next line of questioning, by the way, Um, and you cannot claim the fifth, okay? Uh, The Yamaha R6 does seem to be the weapon of choice in the Supersport class. And for the last few years, though, you've been one of the few non-Yamaha riders in the class uh, I know you recently rode uh, and raced uh, Suzuki. What was it, the GSX R600? But now that you've had some time on the R6 dedicated to it, what's your initial impressions of the bike? Have they changed based on uh, just what you've seen and what you've experienced as as opposed to now that you've been able to swing your leg over the seat? Yeah, it's, it's a really good bike. You can tell that Yamaha built the thing geared toward racing, that chassis and everything on it feels super tight and racy, and then, it also comes with some good features, traction control, auto blip. That's that's some stuff that I didn't didn't have on the Suzuki. So it's uh, taking some getting used to. But overall, the first impressions on the bike are great. It turns well. Got got a few extra options on there for me as well. And uh, yeah, I think that's definitely the weapon of choice right now. They're uh, improving every year on their on their uh, R6, and it's it's paying off for them. With uh, JD Beach off to the Superbike class, your oh, that's uh, right, I completely forgot about it. your your BFF um, Hayden Gillum kind of seems to be the odds-on pick to take the the Supersport title for next year. Who do you think is going to challenge him, and and do you put yourself in that group? Yeah, you know that's uh, a good question. We got some guys coming in from o- overseas. Uh, PJ Jacobson's coming in. He's going to be a a heavy hitter. Kel- I'm not sure Celtic who, uh, and HSBK. That was big news this week. Yeah, that was a. That's going to be good for the series, though. He's been over there in World Super Sports, so we're going to see how our guys stock up against him. And uh, yeah, Hayden, he ran second for most of the year this season. So with JD leaving, he's obviously the title favorite. But I think uh, PJ Hayden, myself, I know there's a couple really fast guys there at the end of the season, Bryce Prince, Richie Escalante, Braden Ort, he's, uh, he's an up and comer as well. So I think there's a lot of guys that were from the third to sixth position this year that, uh, have the ability to take the next step and run in the front with those guys. So I'm hoping to see, uh, quite a few of us up there in the lead battle at a couple tracks i think there's a lot of promise in bryce prince uh, i really do let's go to pj duran pj next up well i was just going to say it sure all of all those names you're saying sure sounds like a lot of guys who live in owensboro there's apparently something <laughs> in the water down there because the one hmm. name you didn't add that's also in owensboro hmm. of course being mr jake lewis oh wow yeah i mean yeah. everybody who's anybody in in moto america racing seems like they're in, they're in uh owensboro what's the deal you guys buy a house together or what <laughs> uh it's it's the moonlight barbecue that's doing it to us <laughs> no nah, i don't know it's just a it's a good environment to be in like whenever i turned 15 i think the hayden's really took me under their wing and started helping me out training wise and stuff like that and also jdb jake lewis moved here from about an hour and a half down the road and uh I think it's a good environment to be in. You have four or five really fast guys. Like I might be pretty quick when I go to the Moto America track, but then I show up at the practice track and I'm the slowest guy. So that pushes me to be better every day. And uh, you're as fast as the guys that you train with, basically. 
Roger always told me, hey, come on down any weekend. Here's uh, some weekends to consider. I'd get there, and guess what? He's off racing. It's um, a race weekend. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but now he's retired. Um, what are you hearing out of the Hayden camp? Is he adjusting to uh, retirement, knowing that he doesn't have to prep for a race season? Yeah, it's a, uh, he's 35, 36 years old now. I know uh, he wants to have a family and stuff, so I'd say he's going to focus on that if he can the next year or two and uh maybe have a kid or two and then i know he was exploring some uh business options this past year because he, he had his uh mindset on retiring and stuff so he was kind of setting some things up but uh i think that's on the side he's been riding with us actually quite a bit more than i expected him to be and uh just coming out and having some fun and stuff but i think he's just laying low and enjoying life right now you know he's been training for it uh moto america ama races for the past 20 years so he's taking a couple months off and just enjoying it right now i don't think uh i don't think it's hit him that he's fully retired yet until april comes and he's not lining up at the first race so we'll see how it all plays out he told me he would buy me a double wide i'd have to pay him for it uh obviously but on his property and then i'd pay a monthly fee <laughs> what are your thoughts uh, with Earl being his dad, I'd say he's going to be getting a good end of the deal, and you're not going to be getting a very good end. He said i got to spend six hours on the screen printer doing T-shirts a day. Hey, you'll, yeah. be, you'll be mowing a lot, day. too. You'll be mowing a lot. You're just going to be filling his position because his mom has him up there doing T-shirts quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, she has. All right, who's up next? Uh, well, I was going to ask you, Nick, you uh, – you know, you've got a couple seasons now. What's your, what's your favorite racetrack to go racing at when the season's on? Well, I guess Barber has to be one of my favorites. It's always seemed to treat me well and get good results there. And then uh, a track that I really like that I just started going to two years ago is, is Laguna Seca. It's kind of like nothing else that we ride. It's, uh, I mean, it's uh, with the corkscrew and stuff and the g's coming down there it's it's something new and uh i really like that truck as well it kind of suits my style barber is uh oh boy that's a that's a classic and it's the season ender i hope they keep it that way it looks like that's gonna probably carry forward uh, at least in 19 i hope they keep the schedule kind of the way it is because it's really cool having that be the end of the season the weather is usually pretty good it rained a bit this year what uh are you doing any flat track riding i'm sure you are are you are you doing any competitive flat tracking over the winter i know there's some there's indoor stuff all over the uh place down there by you guys yeah i have a, a flat track bike actually sitting in the garage i know jd's renting the track at the coin illinois there steve nace is putting on a two or three day race weekend up there around new Year's. so i might go up there and ride one day but uh I'm looking at some stuff for next season. I'd like to do four or five of the flat track AFT rounds. I need to look for some support. But uh, I think it's cool. The AFT ser series is really taking off. And then I know they were testing the other day at a like a trophy truck track. or I, mean, I don't know what that series is called exactly. But it's, it's got jumps and banking and stuff like that. So I think uh, what the AFT guys are is doing is really cool. And uh, it seems to be pretty well right now for them there's quite a few rods and it seems like there's some decent money in the series so they're they're talking about aft using uh making a tt with a with an existing like uh 
Trophy truck, what are they called? Super trucks or something. They're doing it at Road America, not during a motorcycle event, but some buddies of mine who I go to Road America with every year said, we need to go to this. And it is, I think they're calling it super trucks, but they're taking trophy trucks and putting huge jumps on the straightaways, and they're going to run them at Road America. So they'll be tapped out. They're running trucks, but are they going to run? I, mess, I think I misunderstood you, Nick. You, I thought you said that they're... The AFT I guys think are that's gonna the, the series he's talking. They might be pairing. Oh right, right, right. I got you. Wow, that's yeah. cool. So, uh, yeah, the, like the off-road trucks that like uh, Deegan does, you know, on the on the dirt and stuff. They have the jump. Like there's a truck at Salt Lake City and a couple other places. It's a, it's like a big uh, TT for trophy trucks with jumps and stuff. It's all dirt. If you look on AFT page, they had a, a private test there the other day. It's called Wild Horse or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's just like something new that they're including into the series that they've never done before. So I think that'll be good. That's in Phoenix. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's interesting. I, I don't know. Is that the same demographic? It'd be cool. It'd be it'd be another reason to go to the race. I think they're seeing. Uh, we talked to Mister Debrino earlier. I think AFTs. You know, they're seeing the whole picture. They're they're not willing to sit on their laurels just because the, they are the buzzword right now. I think they're really actively chasing their chasing the fans. You know, make sure that they can sell that. You know, pay the riders. That's what we really want to see. Get the riders paid. That's the thing. And, and Nick, you can answer this better than we can. But uh, basically, what we've been talking to. With, with with a lot of the guests at road races, the the paychecks aren't there for the riders, and obviously you know the if you look at and, and Hayes said this the other day if you look at road race sales or, or excuse me road sport bike sales worldwide they're not anything near what they used to be, but you know and so what wins on Sunday sells on Monday isn't necessarily the case, but these manufacturers are still there, but the paychecks just don't seem to be there. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that there's I mean we all we all want to make more money, but do you think it's it's uh it's skewed? I mean in, in motor I'll give you an example in Supercross, the stands are absolutely packed. And if you look at the I mean like sold out shows. And if you look at the the uh, the purse money, it doesn't reflect that. So what are your thoughts on road racing? I know that the the fans aren't as are, are as lively as or, or as that many as, as the Supercross, but still the riders got to get paid. Yeah, I think it all stems from bike sales. Uh, with the economy going down in two thousand eight or whenever, it just hasn't been the same since then. And uh, well, I think Richard Varner and uh, Wayne Rainey and the rest of the guys at Moto America are doing the doing the best they can right now, but like. I guess they're basing their rules package off overseas as well. And then I don't, I mean, if I was running the series, I'd like to see where they opened it up to, uh, to more companies to get involved. Like it's an open, like where we would have an open fuel or open tire rules or something like that, just to bring more companies into it and uh, give everyone a chance. And then if you have a a different tire manufacturers competing against each other, we get better stuff. And then, uh, cater to the manufacturers a little more give them give them what they want and, and let them kind of call the rules and stuff so because right now we have yamaha suzuki and there's a couple guys on kawasaki's but man, we need more manufacturers in the series and that's what i think we're aft's doing pretty good right now they got indian bike harley's in it as bigger than they have been in the past 10 years and uh 
I mean, I mean, they're they're just kind of catering to the big manufacturers a little better. That definitely seems to be the case, and we all agree that the magic, the million dollar question is how do we get Honda and Kawasaki off the bench? And I think we just got to keep buying their bikes and hoping. <laughs> that's that's about all I've come up with. Yeah, but I can only afford to buy so many bikes. I know, okay. and my wife it definitely puts a cap on how many are, is allowed. We were joking today. I have a seven thousand square foot building, and I'm out of space again. I gotta quit buying. This junk. is why your dad opened up a shop to begin with, so he could sell the <clears throat> stuff that he had. Yeah, well, a lot keep, true to that. I keep collecting. All right, buddy. Hey, do me a favor. Uh, give our best to uh, Raj, if you would, and uh, and all the rest of the cast and crew down there. Uh, appreciate the time. Uh, holiday wishes. Who do you want to uh, wish a Merry Christmas to? Uh, just all, all the motorcycle fans in America and uh, everybody listening to the show. Merry Christmas. There it is. Nicky Mack is what we call him. Nick McFadden has been our guest. Nick, thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Yep, thanks for having me. See you. You bet. Nick McFadden. Coming up, uh, Max Gersten will be joining us talk a little bit about motorcycle, motorcycle racing, etc. Then we're going to have a uh, product um, discussion with V-Rubbers, um, John Leal. That will be coming up a little later on in this hour. Holidays. Uh, being as they are and as they were in the, in the past we always tried to put together a holiday show but instead we're doing a couple best subs over the next couple weeks you'll be able to hear some of the great moments of the show from calendar year 2018 so uh, i know jack will be hard at work on those programs and i know that you folks will be listening as you have over there don't forget you can pick up the um, the uh, pit pass app uh, get it at the iTunes store or wherever you buy your apps. Uh, there's no charge for our app, on the other hand. So you can grab it and listen to the program at any time. Appreciate you tuning in on this particular episode. For all of us, I'm Scott Casper. Stay tuned. The balance of our number two is coming up next. Just the same as you and me. It's Ron Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.